Hey. What's poppin'? Okay, so everybody, hi. Welcome to Anastasia and Friends. This is technically episode two because the first episode was four minutes long. But um, today we have our first guest. Say hello, introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Phil. I'm normally known on the internet as Lost Assets. I run a comedy YouTube channel and I do a lot of creative stuff. I'm on Instagram and I post art. Um, But yeah, that's who I am. Yeah, so if you want to, you can go ahead now and tell them where they can find you on your social media platforms. All right. um, So on Instagram, I am Goku underscore Bong. Um, on YouTube, I am lost assets, all one word and it's all spelled normally. So you don't have to worry about any weird numbers. Um, but yeah, if you just check me out, I guess. It's <laughs> pretty simple. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and get into it right now is the part where we answer some questions. So these questions were sent in, um, by random people on my Instagram. So one of them is from Zoeizwe. So it's Z O W I I Z W I I on Instagram. If you want to go follow them, um, the question is: Is an uncrustable a ravioli? Now, as someone who knows a bit about culinary. Uh-huh. I would have to say no, because I think there's a prerequisite for it being pasta. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it could possibly be considered one in some situations, because it kind of fits the bill other than the pasta. So so how would... So, so like, what makes you feel that you're qualified in culinary? Um, I do have multiple years of experience. I've taken multiple cooking classes, um, and... My mother is also has a minor in culinary. Oh. And my family cooks a lot, and I tend to help a, a decent amount. And I, I just have experience, so, mm-hmm. yeah. So as someone that is at least one-eighth Italian, I would have to say <laughs> I do not think that an Incrustable is a ravioli either. I think it is just a unique way of consuming a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You know what I could actually compare it to? There's an African dish. I don't exactly remember what it's called, but the American equivalent for its name is the meat pocket. Mm-hmm. It's essentially a hot pocket, but I'm pretty sure you could call it Uncrustable one of those. Yeah. Because they're the only like prerequisite is that it has stuff in it and it's bread sealed like that. Yeah. So speaking of hot pockets, do you want to know my controversial opinion of hot pockets? Go ahead. I don't like them. (laughs) That's not controversial. That's just normal. That's just a nasty dude. No, but I say it's controversial because I remember like in school, I would bring them for lunch just because they were easy. And that's what my mom would put in my lunchbox. And I would like try to trade my food because I didn't want them. And everyone thought I was so weird for not wanting my Hot Pockets. Yeah, I don't think anybody's like that anymore, dude. <laughs> hot pockets are so gross. They're they're I actually mean, rancid, dude. I mean, I don't know. I know so many people that love them. So, like, my opinion of thinking that they were gross was just invalid. It's <laughs> not even a valid opinion. Okay, are we ready for the second question? Yes. So this question is from Brayden T. Smith. Brayden is spelled B-R-A-E-D-E-N on Instagram. So Brayden's question is, how the uni- how was the universe created? What do you think? So I can either, I either go on a fictional tangent that's going to last a little while, or I go on a normal one. Which one do you want? <laughs> you can do both if you want. We have time. All right, so the quick explanation is that a like compression of atoms exploded because of pressure and then the universe just kind of happened. But my take on it is that at the beginning of the universe, there was a cloud of pure um, data and pure uh, elemental energies and they all kind of gained sentience um, forming a massive uh, nebula 
mm-hmm. um, where the sentient uh, elements fought each other and created different clusters within the universe, adding different elements to the universe. Um, there was also some particles that didn't really want to be elements, and they created the antimatter, which is a thing that actually does exist. Antimatter does. Um, yes. And they created the planets, and they also gifted all creatures in the universe sentience in different amounts of the elements that create their personalities. There you go. It's, okay. The universe, the but you, cooler. Yeah, the way you ended that, I thought there was more, so I was just sitting <laughs> there for a second. I also think it's funny that you had to like elaborate that antimatter really does exist because a lot of people really think it's not real. <laughs> a lot of people think it's bullshit because it's it's always in science movies where it's like pseudoscience. Yeah. Well, people think that like Star Trek invented the concept of antimatter. So mm-hmm. I I'm I'm glad that you elaborated for everybody. Yeah, yeah. So so um, guys, just remember don't summon antimatter into this realm because it'll make an explosion because of yes. energy transfer, guys. Don't do it. And you will make the Star Trek fans upset, so don't do it. Right, because they'll be dead. <laughs> yeah, no more Star Trek fans. So, okay, okay. So, I have another question. This one was submitted by my boyfriend, um, Jam Bozo Loaf on Instagram. It's Jam, you know, you know how to spell Jam. Bozo, you know how to spell Bozo. You know how to spell Loaf. No spaces, no underscore, no nothing. So his question is, what chance do we have to live if Yellowstone volcano erupts? And what do we think will happen after? So I actually know how this would play out since I did take a, um, a more advanced geological studies class uh, yet last mm-hmm. year. So what would happen, I, I believe that people within the hemisphere of the Yellowstone incident would not survive. Um mm-hmm. For at least for the first impact, but the actual like side effects of what would happen, it would cause mass like climate displacement because of how much the tectonic plates are moving and how much wind and sun is blocked out because of smoke. Mm-hmm. It would uh, essentially create a perpetual cycle of apocalyptic weather, um, extreme shifts in tectonic plates, lava flows. Um, and then eventually, because of how much plutonium and other radioactive isotopes that are in the Earth, we would eventually have, like, maybe a few years later, a nuclear winter, mm-hmm. which would pretty much just kill us off. Uh, it, it would essentially be a 0% survival rate, and that's why a lot of scientists are super worried about Yellowstone uh, erupting. Yeah. So, personally, I, this is going to sound really... Go ahead. Like, this started as a kid. As a child, I had always wanted something super, super, super catastrophic to happen. But, like, I wanted to be in the vicinity of this so that I could have, like, an interesting, dramatic story to tell. So when I found out that this was a thing, I was like, I hope this happens. You know, you never know. It might happen any day, dude, because that thing's about to snap. It might happen, like, in the next 10 minutes. You never know. Yeah. Um, and then I could say that I <laughs> had something catastrophic happen to me. Um, okay, so our next question is from my grandma. <laughs> all right, all right. My grandma follows me on Instagram. <laughs> um, I, I don't plan on sharing what her Instagram is because she has a lot of very controversial opinions. <laughs> <laughs> that I don't agree with. I'm that's uh, yeah, that's definitely on brand for a lot of older people. But that's all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, my grandma wants to know: Do we think that flying cars are actually going to be a thing? So I don't think flying cars are realistic anymore. Mainly just because we found better alternatives. There are currently flying drone cars because mm-hmm. the concept of a winged car with wheels is super like 1960s sci-fi like no one actually yeah. thinks of that when they think flying car they think a magnet maglev car or a straight up drone like they exist i mean even in movies like westworld not a movie but a show westworld they dropped the whole flying car thing and went straight for a drone lift and i feel like that's more realistic because it's something we already have actually but they're just more in the non-consumer stages of production yeah um, I personally also do not think that that's going to be a thing. I think it's, um, it's one of those things that it's just like, you know, how steampunk was originally like what they thought the future was going to look like. Yeah. I like, 
some of it did happen, but the majority of it did not. I think that's another thing that the flying cars are just, it's not, it's not actually going to happen because we have no need for it. Yeah. We like, just found a better alternative. Yeah. And if, I think if it does happen, it's just going to be a plane shaped like a car and it's just going to be for like the aesthetic of it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't think it's actually going to be a widespread thing. I think it could just be something that's, like, for people's amusement to, like, look at. But I don't think, like, you can actually buy a car to fly to work. Because there's really no need. Right. Like, that's so unnecessary. Um, so then this one is from Nicholas S. Son. So it's Nicholas, you know how to spell Nicholas, dot S dot S-A-W-N. Um, his question is, what is the strangest enca- what is the strangest encounter you've had with the supernatural? So I have a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. I used to live in these apartments, so I live in Colorado. There's this book called Weird, Weird Sorry. Weird <laughs> Colorado. I always fuck up pronouncing that name. It's a yeah. book called Weird Colorado. Um, and then there's the um I think it's called the Arvada North State Home. I think it's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Just search Arvada State Home, Colorado on Google and you'll understand what it is. There are currently yeah. apartments built over it right now. I used mm-hmm. to live there. And I have some pretty spiritual parents and we're <laughs> kind of connected on that side of things. Yeah. Um, so I had a lot of little trinkets like a, a couple statues, some crystals that I was charging at the time and a, a foxtail, which because I, I my spirit animal is a fox. Yeah. Um, so I have a foxtail. <laughs> acquired on a Indian reservation from a dead fox. So no mm-hmm. animals were harmed in acquiring this tale. It was purely a gift. Um, anyways, yeah. so I woke up one morning and all of my trinkets that I normally kept on my windowsill were on my stomach in a circle. Um, <laughs> and like I was home alone too. So it wasn't like yeah. my brother play- playing like a prank on me. So uh, yeah, there you go. Nice. Oh, also, I did wake up and so I had to sleep in my younger sister's room one time. Uh, yes. She wasn't there at the time, but I was there because my room had a uh, like we had a rainstorm and the thing was leaking and we had to get new carpet. Um, but I had to sleep in there and I was home alone once again. And I was awakened by someone saying hello really loud. And it this also wasn't the first time that it happened to someone in that room. So we kind of just moved after that. Yeah. We were like, no, nah, I'm done. Yeah. So for me, I would have to say I'm the type of person that I can't necessarily say if I believe in the supernatural or not. I would have to say that it is because so I used to have a lot of experiences that I assumed were supernatural. And then a couple years later, I realized that I am actually very I'm just very experienced in lucid dreaming. Um, I didn't realize I could do that until I just had, I had this, this is going to sound morbid again. I had a dream one night that I murdered somebody and I woke up the next morning, like, did that really happen? And then I was like, no, it didn't happen because my sister used to sleep in the room with me at the time. We were probably, I was about 13. She's about three years younger than me. She said in my dream, I just kept talking about like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. (laughs) Like she knows, she knows that I was sleeping. So like, that's how I found out. Like, no, it's just lucid dreaming. Um, But I used to think that there was this girl in my house. And she kind of looked like, um, you know, the girl from The Grudge. And she she liked to walk through my room. And um, I thought I saw her one night. Um, I like her hair was just really long. And I it was like down to her feet. And I was like, okay, that's kind of weird. And I thought I saw her walk down the hallway into the bathroom. And then I got really freaked out because I think my sister knew about this because I guess she heard me overheard me saying this to my stepsister that I thought that this was really happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think she she really played me on this one. No. She told me that she saw like I from what I knew, my sister didn't know that I I thought that this was happening. Yeah. So one night she woke me up in the middle of the night and she says, Anna, I see a girl standing on the bathroom counter right now staring into the mirror and she has blood on her hands and i'm like oh god like i i was so scared and she wanted me to go in the bathroom and investigate for her but you know i now i think she was just like trying to prank me and trip me out oh for sure she was definitely trolling yeah no yeah she knew that i was having these dreams or like 
you know, or at least like it was something I created in my own mind. And, so yeah, I used to have like these horrible like nightmares and I used to think that they were real and I used to think that these were supernatural experiences and then I realized it was just my mind. I was playing myself. But um, yeah. Yeah. So I have the question now that you asked because okay. as we both know, you weren't planning to be on here for another couple of weeks. Yes. But um so how will the world change when the older generations die off? So what do you think about your own question? Personally, I think a lot of things are going to change, uh, mainly mm-hmm. how the government's run, because yeah. I think that a generation growing up with the amount of internet we have, I think we're a little more aware of what's going on. Because mm-hmm. remember, the last generation's experience with internet before yep. they be- became like uh, able to act on that was like the 1990s like there it was dial-up crap and aol they didn't have the access that we have today um and the older generation is so detached and apathetic and ununderstanding not willing to actually like look into anything um just because you know they're the older generation they're, they're old people they know they're like no yeah like that's not always true. Like there's there's always new stuff. Do you do you know who the baby that was just born's name is yet? No, you don't. And they think they know everything because they're older people. And I mean, there's a certain extent where older people do deserve an amount of respect, but I think a lot of them does get too much. Um, and I think they've ruined a lot of things. I want to just point out the oceans on fire. Yeah. Guess whose fault is that? It's the older generation and their overuse of fossil fuels. And I think the younger generation is very very like knowledgeable of the effects of fossil fuels um (laughs) and like it's like okay let's try not to do that but it's probably going to be too late because they're still in power and the oil companies are lobbying which is shouldn't be a thing that's stupid Mm -hmm. um i mean other than that it's like oh you'll have less karens because that generation doesn't understand that generation i think there's a there's a disconnect between the older generations and the newer ones. Like millennials, millennials don't really give a shit. Like millennials yeah. are super nice because they grew up in an era where it was more acceptable to be different. But back in the sixties, if you were a social outcast, you were a social outcast. Mm-hmm. The, the internet brings together quote unquote social outcasts into their own communities just because they're not in, like as mainstream as a lot of others. And I think that's a good thing. And I think that's why millennials in uh, probably more true gen-, gen Z are a little more accepting of more interesting things because it's more of a connection. There's niches. Yeah. Um. So I personally think that there are good and bad things that I can easily point out about our generation. Um, the older generations, first of all, I do think that they contribute to the majority of the problems because a lot of the things we would not have these issues if like they had not created these issues for us. And now they want to just not take accountability for the things that they have done. And they want to act like they didn't do anything. And they want to point the fingers at us. When like, you know, if you think about millennials and on, none of us have even been along, I mean, alive, like long enough to have created these problems. Because these are problems that have to build up over time. Mm-hmm. But um, then you have like our specific generation I think communication in our generation is the worst of all generations that have existed so far. Oh, yeah. And I say this, uh, I know why, but I also don't necessarily sympathize with it. So it's definitely because it is so easy for us to avoid face-to-face communication because we've just grown up with being able to avoid that. But for me, the reason that I can't sympathize with it and it is irritating is because I spent a large amount of my like childhood and like teen years, I was grounded and I wasn't, and if I wasn't grounded, I just had strict parents. I wasn't allowed to be on social media or talk to other people that I didn't know personally. So it's like, I would say that I have pretty developed social skills. And so when people are giving me minimal responses in person, number one, I don't like them. I feel that they are being rude. Number two, I just feel like they're being extremely standoffish and it makes me form a bad opinion of them. But then there's those people that are also like that online. Right. It's like, why are you like that? And, you know, like there's those people that like instead of talking to you, they'll just message you and be like, hi. 
And then they get offended that you don't respond. And then they like want to keep texting you like, hi, why aren't you answering me? <laughs> like, what am I supposed to say to you? Because I know if I say hi, you're going to say, what you doing? <laughs> right, right. What do I say to that? I'm not doing anything. I'm literally laying in my bed texting you. So, like, of course, I'm going to say nothing. How about you? And then they're going to say, bored. Then that's it. And that's it. Because if yeah. I want the conversation to continue, I have to say, I'm bored, too. And then they say, oh. And I say, yeah. And they say, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, it goes nowhere. It's all, it's all yeah. one-word responses. Like, I've noticed <clears throat> in high school, like, I, you know, I graduated this past year. I didn't have a lot of friends. <laughs> because that's how people you know of that age they communicate and that's just how it is and I didn't understand why they were like that and now that like I'm out I am understanding that it's just because that's how they grew up um but at the same time I don't necessarily think it's acceptable because they are aware that it's a problem and it is brought to light and they choose not to do anything about it right they don't care how other people perceive them and I do think that's kind of selfish and it's also stunting like <laughs> everybody's social growth um which is very important it's just as important as you know mental and emotional growth and i think that there are just problems with all generations oh yeah but i think our generation isn't as bad in creating physical problems but we don't know how to handle problems because we were never equipped with how to handle problems even though Learning how to handle problems is something that, again, is learned. Like, our generation just doesn't want to learn how to. Like, <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, I live in Colorado, and I think there's mm -hmm. a lot more social interaction in Colorado because a lot of children didn't grow up with internet here just because it was kind of – we're kind of in the dead middle of the uh, – mid like, not Midwest, but, like, Western part of uh, the United States. So we didn't have a lot of technological access until fairly – recently and um like it's it's great because i i go clubbing a lot mm -hmm. um and denver is full of clubs like really cool ones i go to one called uh, uh death sentence and it's a very it's a cool metal club it's a it's a yeah. it's a goth metal club um and i go down there a lot with my friends um and it's really nice because it's a great place to meet people and i i'm i'm pretty i'm a pretty like social dude i'll walk up to someone and be like hey man i like your boots those are nice those steel toe and i'll just hit it off with them because i grew up in a in a family that was very social and i was always at family events that weren't family events they were always social events yeah See, that's nice. I like hearing about when people have stable families <laughs> i have a i have a oh sorry go ahead no um my family, the majority of my family members hate each other. And I also, um, I know that I had like a cousin or something. He was literally in prison for murder. So oh. I have a very <laughs> fun problematic family. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Um, you know, I mean, I, I kind of hit the jackpot in my case because my mom and dad both have art degrees. They're both like mm -hmm. total, total hippies. My grandma's a hippie was literally actually a hippie. Yeah. Um. So she's super, super cool, and she's one of the outliers for older people of just having controversial opinions. She's very love everybody because they exist. Yeah. Um. She's awesome. I love my grandma, and my mom and dad are great. Um. So I have a stepdad and biological dad, but because of how mm -hmm. good my relationship was with my biological dad, me and him are still friends. My mom and him don't argue. So I, I'm really lucky, and I I try to spread that positivity that I get at home to people with more toxic family households. I like to just talk like, hey, man, you know, it, this is your now, but just remember, when you move out of there, you're going to be away from those problems. And a lot of times when you are older and your family has had a break from having children, they are able to work things out and you can talk to them again. And that was the main thing with my mom and my brother. They did not get along as children, but recently they have talked again and they've kind of worked out you know a lot of their problems and i think it's a good mm -hmm. just distancing distancing is my big tip for people with toxic families distance yourself but don't be mean about it yeah see <laughs> i can't i i would have to say that when you were talking about your grandma i something popped up in my head to say about my grandma i can't talk about my grandma on this podcast because i know she will listen to it so <laughs> Shout out to my grandma. Um, yeah, I have the same thing with my family. 
to be honest. My dad wasn't ever really there, but like, you know, we we talk occasionally now. Um, and me and my mom didn't really have a great relationship. We used to fight a lot until like the past year and a half. And all of a sudden, I don't know what's going on, but we just like choose to hang out with each other. So that is nice. But um, yeah. I wish my grandma didn't listen to this because then I could share stories. <laughs> um, okay, so I have another question from Nicholas S. Son. I did mention him earlier, so I don't really need to share that at again. But yes. um, if you could go to any point in time without paradoxes, where would you go and why? I would go to the end of the universe. Nice. Why? Because I want to prove a theory I have. Um, <laughs> so I have a theory of why we can't reach fourth dimensional consciousness. Uh huh. Because, pardon me, I'm going to get a little, little like a quote unquote schizophrenic for a second. Okay. I believe I believe humans have very powerful psychic fields, as in they can uh -huh. they can influence others' emotions, and it's definitely like a psychologically proven thing that you can influence other people's emotions with your emotions. Yeah, and I feel like it's a little more than that, and I feel like if we figured out how to project that, and I think it would be great. I mean, this might be because I'm a stoner, so I kind of I'm like. I'm like, dude, what if we like projected our emotions, dude? But honestly, I believe that fourth dimensional consciousness is achievable because it is mathematically possible. Yeah. But it requires a lot of training and a lot of conditioning to achieve that state. But I believe the reason we aren't doing it and the reason why we haven't started with that kind of consciousness is because I believe that if we do, we're just going to fuck something up with the space-time continuum and create a huge paradox um, where it's just like a, a mesh of just soup consciousness. And I think it's instead of the heat universe, we're going to have a giant Boltzmann's brain, which is a concept, a theoretical concept about how the universe was created. Um, it's more of like a example concept, but I think it's interesting to look into. If you guys ever are interested, look up Boltzmann's brain. It'll auto-correct it for you, but... Um, uh, but yeah, I, I honestly want to go to the end of the universe and see what happens. And I'm, I'm all right just sitting there at the end of time because I mean, I'll probably just die instantly because you know, it's, it's space. <laughs> mm -hmm. So for me, this is very hard. There are things that I personally would like to go see, but being a woman who is also Mexican, there are, there are times and um, places that if I went back in time would not be a nice time to be in. So yeah, um, let's just say I was a white man. Yeah. I think it'd be nice to... So I'm very obsessed with like Italian Renaissance art. I'm actually getting like a little cherub tattoo that's like sleeping on a rose. I'm getting this on the 29th. Um, and... That's going to be like the beginning of a sleeve that's going to be 100% like inspired by Italian Renaissance paintings. Oh, nice. So, yeah. So then after the cherub, I'm going to add like pieces of the birth of Venus painting. Um, and then I'm just going to go from there. I don't really know what I want after that. But like, obviously, that will be something I have to figure out. But um, so I think that would be really nice to go to like a, an art convention back during this time. That would probably be very fulfilling. Um, or, I don't know. There are just, like, a lot of things that I want to do. I personally don't really want to see the future because I I just don't like the idea of the future. Yeah. <laughs> I just never have. I like to also not think about the past because I'll just, like, honestly, like, any t it's not even that I just think that the past sucks. I think it's mostly that I see it through like a tainted lens because I know how the present is now. And so time like moments that were good for me back then, I might not like the specific person anymore that I had that moment with. And I like I know a lot of people can look past that and they can be like, oh, yeah, like I had a great time with this person, even though we aren't friends anymore. Right. I can't remember that moment in a good light. Which is just, like, that's just me being a pessimist. I know that. But I can't. Like, if I don't like someone anymore, I hate every single moment I have ever had with them. Even if that was the happiest I had ever been in my life in that exact moment. Um, so that's why, like, thinking about going back to the past is, like, 
I don't know what to say or where I would go. But I do think, like, if I was a white man, I would love to go yeah. to an Italian Renaissance convention. That would be amazing. Um, or, like... No, that's the only thing I can really think of right now. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, honestly, that's I'm kind of the same way with the future thing. That's why I wanted to go into, like, the very, very, very far future, like, trillions of years. Because at that point, there's no such thing as humanity because we're like either not a concept anymore or we are a concept uh i mean to me i believe in simulation theory i genuinely do i believe in that as well um, boltzmann's yeah. boltzmann's brains theories are actually a yeah. offshoot of it yeah i feel like i feel like if simulation theory is not a thing then there is genuinely nothing and i'm fine with that i don't really care yeah even if simulation theory is what it really is I also don't really care because it's like, whatever, what can I do about it? Um, right. So, yeah, that's what I think it is. Um, so then I have this next question. This is from my boyfriend again. <laughs> Wait, I'm actually confused by this question, so I'm not going to ask it because I don't understand how, like, what it <laughs> It's just, like, there's a lot of typos. Okay, so from this person, Cigarettes Toast Crunch... You know how to spell that. No, no, no underscores, no anything. It's just all one line. Um, unlimited bacon and no games or no bacon and unlimited games. So I am actually vegan. <clears throat> so this oh, is very nice. easy. Yeah. <laughs> so no bacon in games. Uh... <laughs> yeah. That one's actually easy for me. I'm pescatarian. So I <laughs> I don't eat bacon either. I thought it was funny when I saw that because I have put on my story multiple times like that I'm pescatarian or like I've just like made jokes about being a pescatarian. So the fact that like a question was made asking me if I wanted to eat bacon. It was probably for the other person, but they didn't expect them to be a vegan. <laughs> yeah. I think that's funny. Or that person like just doesn't read my Instagram stories. Yeah. Which is also confusing because how did you see that I was looking for podcast questions? Don't worry about <laughs> it. Or maybe yeah. I just forgot. So it's actually interesting. So a lot of vegans are just by choice. I actually cannot process meat in my stomach. Mm. I'm missing the uh, enzyme required to break it down. Same thing with dairy and pretty much any animal products. But veggies, they're fine. Yeah. So... <laughs> See, that makes a little sense. For me, I would say that... I, so, I'm actually lactose intolerant. Um, it's also because... So, I actually have polycystic ovarian syndrome. So, it's hard for me to lose weight. Yeah. Um, and I have a very, like, high... I don't have a very low metabolism, but I have a very, very, very large appetite. Mm. And I don't burn calories very easily at all. But when I weigh a certain amount, I start having a huge amount of health problems probably because of the polycystic ovarian syndrome. It's like I get over this one, like I gain one pound over like that, that line weight. And it's, I just, everything starts falling apart and I start feeling horrible every single day. I'm exhausted every single day. So I have to kind of eat this way because it, it allows me to eat. Like, I don't know. It just, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it makes me feel full. Yeah. And I, I also, I just don't like the majority of meats. Like becoming pescatarian was very easy for me because I like fish. I like sushi. So I'm not getting rid of that. I, I used to only eat chicken. I didn't like beef. I don't like pork. I used to just eat chicken and fish. Okay. So <laughs> I actually, so despite being vegan, I'm not in like a hundred, hundred percent. I can actually process fish and I love sushi. Uh, as someone who went to Japan a few years ago, I, uh, <laughs> I tried out a lot of the fish. Um, we were actually there on my, my father's business trip and my mother and I were like, well, we have money, so let's go spend it. And we went to the yeah. Pokemon center. And, uh, and then after that, we went to a wonderful sushi places. It was pretty, it was pretty fucking expensive though, but like, it was really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, what would you say? Speaking of that, who's your what's your favorite Pokemon? Um, okay, so I actually have a couple. I really, mm -hmm. really, really love, um, like Ghastly. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, Gasly's yeah. awesome. Um, yes. But it sucks because I can't wear like a Gasly shirt because everybody has a fucking Gasly shirt. <laughs> Same thing with Gengar. I actually like Gengar a lot mainly because his name is funny. Um, mm, and yeah. then my favorite, like, favorite, favorite Pokemon is Zekrom. Mm-hmm. Zekrom from Pokemon Black and White mainly because I grew up playing Pokemon Black and White on my DS. Yeah. Um, and I would say, like, I guess candelabra i think that's how you pronounce it but it's the candle one i really like it because it's spooky it's cool i like halloween i love spooky stuff yeah um so believe it or not i used to like know absolutely nothing about pokemon the only reason i ever decided to try to get into it was because my boyfriend likes pokemon and i wanted to like have something in common with him yeah so my favorite pokemon i'm i'm into just like the cute pokemon it's just because I just like how they look. I don't care. Oh, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I actually don't play Pokemon. My my older brother was really into Pokemon, and I remember just like stealing his like cards, uh, uh-huh. and looking at them. And I remember really liking like Ghastly, Gengar, and I really love Zekrom. And then I started playing it on my DS, um, because the DS game is nothing like the card game. The card game sucks. Yeah. No, you want to know something though? Yeah. People that love the like people that are diehard Pokemon fans and they like played the video games. They don't know. They don't know how to play the card game. No one does, dude. There's Nobody like four people. Nobody knows how that game works. You know those kids that used to like play that game at recess and lunch. Yeah. They didn't know how it worked. They, they were using yeah. Goals. They weren't using like the damage chips or anything. I know. Yeah. I know about like damage chips, but uh, the one card game I have played. Well, two of them. I played Magic: The Gathering and Yu-Gi-Oh a bit. I like Yu-Gi-Oh mainly because of the art style. Um, yeah. I also watched the show as a kid. Um. And then magic just because it's wizards, dude. Wizards are fucking cool, dude. Yeah. No, but, like, it's the same thing as, like, you know how everybody makes up their own Uno rules? And then you play Uno with that one person that actually follows the rules by the actual piece of paper in the Uno box. And then you get (sighs) irritated at them because they keep calling you out for doing things that you've always done in Uno your entire life. Right. I'm I'm speaking about one particular person that I always play Uno with. It irritates me so much because um, after playing Uno with this person, I found out that my family had always played Uno very wrong. Every single thing that we did in that game was not part of the rules. Yeah, but honestly, like, who the fuck cares? Yeah, but... Which is why it's difficult, though, because when you're playing Uno with people that you don't normally play Uno with, nobody actually knows how to play the game. Right. So then you're literally just adding all of your rules into the game, and it's literally an entirely different game. But that's, like, how it is with Pokemon. Nobody actually knows how to play that card game. Nobody knows. Nobody. I think the creators of that card game don't even remember the rules that they made up. And if you know how to play the card game and you're watching this, you're not real. You're not real. It's like if you... if Listen... If you live in, what's that state? I can't even remember it anymore because it's not real. (laughs) Wyoming. Yeah. If you're watching this right now, listening, not watching. If you're listening to this right now and you live in Wyoming, no, you don't. You're lying. You're a figment of your own imagination. Yeah, dude. You're a a simulation created by the government. Yes. Um, Oh, do you want to know what my favorite Pokemon is? I completely forgot. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Girafferig. I have no what the I have no idea how the what the fuck it's that is. This really cute, like just imagine, it's like this really cute giraffe Pokemon. Oh, has the cutest face! I love giraffe leg. I think I know what you're talking about now. Mm-hmm. Okay, I still but, know the names. Yeah, I don't either. Um, <laughs> so my boyfriend is the one that like introduced me to Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, just for context, his name is Jamie. I'm going to stop calling him my boyfriend. I don't like when I have to refer to him as my boyfriend. I'm just going to say Jamie. Do not so, refer to him as yeah. his title. Yes, for all future episodes, <laughs> um, I expect that everyone that is ever on this podcast has watched, listened to this first episode so that I don't have to explain myself again later. Jamie, um, Jamie would introduce me to Pokemon by like playing the game. And then would like show me like pictures of the Pokemon that he was battling with, <laughs> and um, and I never actually learned the real names of the Pokemon. We would just give them names. Yeah, no, like, that's what me like, and my brother did too. Yeah, like like um, I don't know, I can't remember the name. <laughs> the Pokemon fans are gonna hate me so much. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I also I have something to say. Unpopular opinion, but I think Digimon cards are cooler looking than Pokemon cards. I'm sorry. I agree. Anyway, yeah, they look cooler. I don't care who's mad about it. They look cooler. Anyways, um, so so um, like you know the little like the little like Vulture Pokemon that's like in an egg. Yeah. We named that one Little Doodoo. <laughs> that's so funny i have this random video that showed up on my explore page of some just dude in his car saying little dude doing little chickish shit remember that and i just have it saved because it's fucking funny i actually i used to call zekrom me and my brother used to call him turbine ass because he has a giant turbine on his ass yeah yeah see i don't actually know that pokemon's name but that used to be my favorite pokemon because like, I know that everyone hates that Pokemon. I don't know why. People just think that Pokemon is ugly. But I used to think that Pokemon was, like, the cutest Pokemon. It was, like, my favorite. I have no idea why. But it just looks like a fat little, like, bird baby. And I loved it so much. Unpopular opinion. Charizard fucking sucks. I don't... Yeah, I don't care about Charizard. Overrated. Honestly, if you're out there buying shiny Charizards, go go outside, dude. Yeah, superior Pokemon... Giraffe rig and Geodude. <laughs> exactly. Geodude. Geodude. Geodude is literally the peak of fucking Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Geodude is so fucking cool. He's literally a rock that could beat the shit out of me. Yeah. Like, there's nothing else to say. It's fucking Geodude. He just beat you up and that's it. Yeah. You're done. Like, you know, you know, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. He got his name from Geodude. He was like, Rock. I like rocks. Geodude is a rock. I like the rock. rock. Um, yeah. I'm I'm kidding. I don't actually know that. But <laughs> real fact, guys, go look it up on Wikipedia. Real fact, guys, ask him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna be on here next episode. Don't worry. Yes. Um, I'm gonna have to backtrack after telling you this, but you know who yes. else I want to get a podcast? Who? George Lopez. <laughs> George Lopez. Oh, funny story. So on my 16th birthday, um, uh-huh. I have giant speakers down in my entertainment system room, which is yeah. just like the living room. I live on the top floor. I have my master bedroom is right above the like system (laughs) and if it's loud enough it feels like it's playing under my bed so my friends thought it would be funny to grab a giant one of those beats like those huge beat speakers and start (laughs) blasting lowrider under my fucking bed and i thought it was playing downstairs and um as you know it's the george lopez song so yeah um yeah (laughs) It was like 3 a.m., so it was fucking terrifying. I thought my mom could come beat my ass because I was playing Lowrider too loud. Oh, my God. Okay, so I... Okay, time to backtrack. Time to backtrack. Yes. Do you want to know? So I already have my first two tattoos planned out. So there's that one, and then I have this little memorial tattoo I'm getting for my grandma. Um, so then after that, that third, ta- that second tattoo, I'm getting a Geodude tattoo. It's going to be a picture of like Geodude like flexing. And underneath, it's going to say rock hard and bubble letters. That's fucking epic, dude. I'm so excited. That's going to be my only tattoo that I'm ever getting in color. All of the rest of them are going to be like black. I'm actually doing an entire sleeve of um, really j- just runes. Like, like they're not actual runes. Like, they're not like runic uh-huh. script from from Vikings. They're my own yeah. rune set. Um, and I'm also getting a giant band of like fifty eyes around one of my arms. That's nice. I'm gonna just walk around. And people are gonna be like, "What you got in your arms?" And I'm like, "I'm not telling you. It's a secret." <laughs> I'm so excited to get my Geodude tattoo. You want to know how I came up with it though? How? I had a dream about it one night that I <laughs> I walked into a tattoo shop and I was like, hey guys, is anyone not busy? I have a tattoo idea. I didn't want to make an appointment. They're like, yeah, what do you want? And I was like, I just want a tattoo of Geodude like flexing and then like the word rock hard. <laughs> and they were like, I can't do that. That's so fuck. It's it's so funny because it's so just like. Yeah, I would definitely I definitely think to see that as a tattoo. Like that seems like so on brand for just tattoos from people, but it's like it's the last thing you'd think of. You know, you know what you know what I mean? Like you would expect it, but it's the last thing you'd think of. Like it's stupid and I also what I like about it the most is that I literally had a dream about it. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking hilarious. Like, that's my subconscious telling me that I need to do it. You like, need you need the tattoo. Get to the tattoo. Yeah, that's literally my brain saying, like, if you don't do this, you're an idiot. That's what it's saying. I have to do it. I don't have a choice. I'm on a spiritual journey and to complete this journey, to make it to my destination, yes. I need to get this tattoo. Of course. 
so bad. I'm going to get it on my rib cage. Just, I don't know why. I feel like I want to get it on my face, though, because if I get it on my face, everybody can see it. Your fucking face tats. Why would I hide it? <laughs> just put on, like, just put it on, like, uh, like your neck, like, uh, your, uh, what is it called? Your chest bone. Mm. Like, right at the base what of your neck. About the sternum? Yeah, I couldn't remember what it was yeah. called, but yes, the sternum. You know, um, me being going for a medical degree, you know, I, it's very <laughs> embarrassing not knowing what it's called. What do you want to do, like, in the medical field? Uh, either be a surgeon or get a PhD in uh, respiratory. Oh, so I have always wanted to do music. I'm suffering major burnout right now. Um, I used to have, I used to make SoundCloud music. I'm never going to share that with anybody else that doesn't already know about it because it's not good. But if you have stumble upon it, great for you. Um, Well, if you ever need album cover art, if you ever need album cover art, I do it for my friends that also make music. Um, Because I I am am an artist and I have a big range. My Instagram normally has non-range stuff. It's just my weird psychedelic schizo art or just drawing. But I do have quite a large range. And I do multimedia processing um, where I take different types of mediums of art and I put them together. Yeah. So for me, I was doing like a mix of things. I started out doing like lo-fi and then I was trying to do synth pop and then I literally did like a Paramore cover but like synth pop. Um <laughs> That's fucking funny. <laughs> I grew up to Paramore and I used to think like Paramore was the only band that existed in the whole world. Um I was like a paramore stand before being a stand was even a thing right. i literally cried when i so i found out i was bisexual because of Haley williams i literally <laughs> cried when i found out that she was married and my grandpa walked <laughs> in on me crying i was at my grandparents house he walked in on me crying and um he asked me what had happened and i t- this is so bad this is like a horrible excuse keep in mind i was 13 so 13 year olds say things like this yes i told him that i found out that my favorite famous person had died he didn't ask who i just Uh, i so i grew up with paramore in my household too but i fucking hate my sister um Mm -hmm. she's a bitch she thinks she's the king of the world Mm -hmm. queen of the world whatever um and she always used to listen to Paramore. So all I think of is her bitching at me to turn my music down so she could hear Paramore. Oh, my God. And same thing for Harry Potter. I fucking hate Harry Potter because I can never enjoy it because she would literally recite all of the lines while we were trying to watch it. <laughs> I have never watched a Harry Potter movie all the way through. Good. Yeah, I know. I'm very proud of myself. Um, I haven't watched most things, actually. I haven't ever watched a full one of the scary movies all by my all the way through i think the only full series that i've ever fully watched were the saw movies i would say that saw movies are horrible they suck all of them do oh yeah there's not a single good saw movie i think that's the point though i think that's why people like them i also like i can't watch movies i can't enjoy movies the only kind of movies that i can enjoy are like awful horror films yeah um, I have really bad ADHD, and that's the only thing that keeps my attention. So, so. personally, I, I kind of share the same sentiment. I, I actually, so in my opinion, all, all horror movies ever created ever suck ass. Yeah, uh, they do. Yeah, they do. There's no such thing as a good horror movie. Okay, Hereditary was okay, but it was less of a horror movie, more of a psychological thriller. Um, but I like cosmic horror when it comes to movies because I feel like movies fucking suck at depraved portraying and it's always really funny um but i do like yeah. reading hp lovecraft hp lovecraft's kind of a piece of shit mm-hmm. uh but he has a, a very wonderful portfolio of literature and there i highly recommend anybody to read his work just understand there are some in some of the stories there are some vocabulary that is not super acceptable nowadays but were for him at the time but that's no excuse to use it so don't use yeah. it just yeah. enjoy his stories for their absolute magnificence describing the unfathomable. But personally, <laughs> movies movies wise, I love um I love I love uh, very good comedies like Monty Python is my fucking shit, dude. I love yeah. Holy Grail. It is like literally it is my like absurd humor. I love absurd humor and also awesome powers. I love British and absurd humor because it's a different brand than American humor, <laughs> which is very always very consumeristic. 
but yeah it's it, see the mundane played into the humor like when you when you casually see a modern police officer in a movie about the medieval times it's funny because it, like what the fuck like who the fuck like someone was sitting there like dude we should just put like a police officer in the background like where nobody can see it but like if you look close enough you see a police car while they're like sieging a castle it, it's yeah. fucking funny uh, i think a lot of monty monty python movies are awesome uh, i think the life of brian is probably the worst one just because it's very slow but i think it's still it still has merits but other than that i like tv shows i love uh i love anime and anime movies uh specific not like popular ones other than maybe like one piece and jojo's i like jojo because it it's colorful i like the art style and there's a lot of funny shit in there um and then i like uh i like uh one piece because it's long and the characters are endearing and enjoyable uh, but other than that I, I love studio ghibli one of the most talented production crews ever created. They make some beautiful, fucking heartwarming movies. Um, I also love Evangelion. Uh, very yeah. interesting. Definitely a huge perspective on the human condition. I think it's very good. Um, and then other, like, I love Gundam. Gundam's one of my favorite things. I love building the figurines, and I love watching the shows, like, when I can find them, because they're fucking hard to find. But they have some cool-ass fights. Big robots are sick, dude. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite things to watch like if i'm not watching a horrible horror movie i would say i just like really like shitty reality tv <laughs> i think that's I think funny too yeah no it's definitely really enjoyable because of just how stupid it is yeah but also not just reality tv i think anything made um on mtv before like 2013 is like peak television oh yeah jackass is awesome i love jackass yeah. i remember when i was younger like watching room raiders yeah. that was great <laughs> i miss old I, mtv i miss eminem era and mtv it was great i miss um i don't know i remember like the like the original episodes of catfish i used to spend hours watching catfish catfish is I fucking love, funny it is hilarious i love catfish um i oh speaking of catfish <laughs> When I was like, um, I remember I was like 11, my best friend at the time, she wanted to go on Christian Mingle and Catfish People. <laughs> it didn't work, but we that's thought fucking, it was- Dude, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, so this guy <laughs> that we like had, I guess he decided to contact us because it was while Christian Mingle was having like one of their free trials. So we were like, now is a great time to try this. So we went on Christian Mingle. And, uh, we found like this, we just typed in basic white one. And the, yeah. the Google search results, we found this woman that was wearing like a brown, like V-neck sweater, um, and she had like um, a basic like she had light brown hair, straight haircut, like straight to her shoulders, yeah. and she had blue eyes, just basic white woman. Um, we put this as our profile picture, and the guy like sent a picture, and he's like, "Can you send something back?" So me and my friend were panicking, like, "Who is this woman?" We need to find her. <laughs> we need to figure out uh, how we can get more pictures of her. So we decide. Um, my friend had like kind of a successful amount of followers on Vine at the time. So she goes and she's like, someone help us find this woman. And she like points a picture. <laughs> but this one girl gets a hold of my friend and she's like, hey, um, I think I kind of look like her. If I can put a wig on, I can help you make some catfish pictures. So... <laughs> That's fucking so, funny. This girl really does. But um the thing is like this girl wasn't even white. That's Oh my god. <laughs> so we're trying to catfish these pictures. And then these pictures were acting like this is totally normal, but like this woman from his view, like she just switched races. <laughs> Dude on command. <laughs> yeah. Like I think that's hilarious. I'm very proud of that. That was like yeah, I was proud. Like I, I think I was peeking. I was definitely peeking during that time in my life. Oh yeah, sorry. My um, cat is currently on the back of my chair screaming at me. <laughs> What's your cat's name? My cat's name is Hawk. She's actually a girl. Her name, her full name is Lady Hawk. Um, uh -huh. I also have another cat named Pixie. Pixie's really cute. She's kind of stupid, but that's alright. she doesn't have to be smart. Yeah, you know, that's just how it works. Like if you're cute, you don't have to be smart. No thoughts, head empty. <laughs> Hawk is, yeah. a, Hawk is a little schemer, though. She's always stealing stuff. Aww. What's she freaking out about right now? She's not. She just comes up and she just talks to me. Oh, well, you gotta talk back, because I think she wants what your attention. What are you doing? Um, What's going on? 
But I think... I forgot what I was saying, but I want a cat so bad. I have a dog. His name is Romeo. When we got him, we thought he was a lab um, Dane mix. Turns out he is neither of those things. <laughs> he is a German short-haired pointer and, a, and like, an Ameri- like an English Mastiff. Fun, so it's not even close. No, not even close. <laughs> like, but he looks like a lab. But when he when we got him, he was only four months old, and he had really long legs and big paws. So we thought he was a Dane. Well, that's what they told us. They said that he was definitely a Dane, and we like looked at him. We were like, "Yeah, you're probably a Dane." I was excited because my dream dog was like a Dane, especially at the time. I was like, "I want a Great Dane so bad." Yeah. I was like, "Oh, okay, awesome. We have a Dane mix. He's gonna be huge." So we literally bought him like an eight feet like wide crate. <laughs> because we thought he was gonna be huge no he weighs like 90 pounds he's that big. that's funny oh my yeah, god that's he, funny he looks like a lab like he's not that big but um then so like he we want to get him another pet he the thing is though with other dogs he gets jealous and i know this because we dog sit a lot he doesn't like other dogs very much because he really does. He gets jealous, yeah. but he loves cats. And we found out before we got him, he was being fostered and they had a cat. And so he like when we're walking and he sees a cat, he gets really excited. And like on TV, if there's a cat or he hears like a meowing noise, he gets excited. So like he definitely knows what a cat is. And if you say the word cat or like kitty or something, he freaks out. <laughs> Like, he knows. Dude, that's he knows epic. what it is. Yeah, and so I really, really, really want to get him a cat so bad. Like, I think he would be so excited. And I haven't had a cat since I was probably about, like, seven. And I love... I personally like cats more than dogs. But I would say it's more like a, like a 52, 48 kind of thing. Like, I like them pretty much equally. But I would prefer a cat. Yeah. But, like, you know, I love my dog. Like, getting a cat isn't going to make me love them any less. But um, I I think we need to get a cat for my dog. I think I think cats are epic sauce, and that's why I have two of them. Yeah. I miss having cats. I never got to have a cat for very long because I – so my mom is very young. She had me when she was 16. So she had me, and then she was also managing having my younger sister, who was about one at the time that we got our first cat. And then she also has, like, two kittens that she has to take care of, and she's a single mom. So I can see how that was stressful. So we didn't get to keep the cats for very long. She had them for a couple months when we gave them to my grandparents. Yeah. But um, from my experience, I love having cats. I had very short experiences with cats, and I love being around cats. And I love like looking at cats. Yeah, I just like cats. I love cats. Uh, but I've I've had a lot more dogs than cats in my life. I've probably had like twelve dogs in my entire life. Also, yeah. speaking of that, my dog smells so good all the time. Wow, I that's don't know rare. No, yeah, I know he doesn't smell sweaty. But the thing is, I found out that dogs, it's actually very common for dogs to have OCD. And I, like my dog, when I take him outside, he will not step in the mud. He does not like mud. He doesn't like getting dirty. He doesn't like playing in the dirt. He won't, he doesn't like to be around other dogs that like look filthy or smell bad. He doesn't like it. He, and like, I found out that you can tell if a dog has OCD if they are constantly like licking their paws because that indicates that they have like an obsession with staying clean. Mm-hmm. And my dog, like, he will, he'll lay there and he'll lick his paws for like 45 minutes straight. And Dude, he gets irritated if you interrupt him. He's a man of culture. I know. I am so glad though that he likes to be clean. <laughs> Like, he smells so good. I don't know why, but I find it relaxing to just, like, sniff him. Is that weird? I just like to like, put my nose on him and just inhale. That, that's the same thing for my cats. My cats smell really good. They're they're bangles, so they're very, very, very clean. Um, yeah. And they always smell really nice because my mom also, like, has their bed with herbs and stuff. Um, oh. Just so they stay clean. They don't smell like crap. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, their breath smells awful and horrible, but you know, they're cats. Yeah, we brush out my dog. We brush my dog's teeth. He is so spoiled. He's like a year and a half old, and he like we brush his teeth, and like 
<laughs> we buy him Christmas presents and we wrap them up and we buy him, we get him like stocking stuffers. And for his birthday, we literally threw him a birthday party. We bought him a kiddie pool to swim in. We invited other dogs over. We bought him a cake. Dude, you know, he's he's a little, he's a little uh, gentleman. Yeah, I think, it. yeah, I think that my family loves him more than uh, me, but <laughs> I, oh, it's boy. fair. He's definitely, he's younger, he's cuter, he's more relevant. That's totally fine. He's more <laughs> relevant. <laughs> yes, he has more followers on dog book. <laughs> he has an Instagram. Dude, that's epic. It's hello underscore I'm underscore Romeo. Or if it's like, guys... hi, I'm Romeo. It's like H-I-I underscore I'm underscore Romeo. I don't remember, but it's one of those two. If you guys don't follow that Instagram account, you guys uh, automatically are assumed to hate Romeo, and then he's going to come to your house and be very disappointed. Yeah, and we're going to have to call PETA on you. Yeah, because that's animal abuse if you don't like the dog. It is animal abuse. It's yes. animal abuse if you have anything against any type of animal. Exactly. Except, like, except... um. Unless it's a rat dog, because rat dogs are just mean for no reason. My grandma has shit. a rat dog. Dude, they're always starting shit for no reason. Like, bro, no, I just looked at you, and they're like, ah! Do you know what a Chinese crescent is? Have you ever seen one? Uh, I think I know what those are. They look like hairless chihuahuas, and they only grow hair on the top of their head oh. and on their feet. And she only weighs, like, 12 pounds. Her name is Tink. I used to hate her. She used to be so evil. Like, if I would move, she would literally devour me. Evil, but, evil wizard dog. Yeah, but then, like, she got older. She's about four now. She's so calm. She likes to sleep on you. She smells so good, and she's always so warm. I don't hate her anymore. She's an anomaly. She to, yeah, but she likes to put her butt in people's faces. So she <laughs> That's really what my cats do, dude. They'll, really? I'm, like, playing I'm playing TF2 on my computer, and these motherfuckers walk up, stand on my keyboard, and put their ass in my face. I'm like, stop! I'm trying to play, bro. That's hilarious. I don't know why animals do that. My dog doesn't do that, actually. Did you know we also have to wipe his butt after he poops? Dang! Because he starts to stink. It gets caught in his fur. So what we do is we wet a paper towel and we wipe for him. He doesn't mind it. <laughs> He's used to it. I think he also He's knows so that spoiled. It's... Yeah, it makes him more clean. He doesn't stink as bad. That's, um, yeah, that's not, you know, <laughs> that's funny. That's just <laughs> funny, dude. Oh, my God. At least he's like, you know, at least he went from not having a home to being spoiled and happy. Right, right. That is true. Like, he's definitely, my, I remember when we got him, my mom was going to name him Tank. I'm very glad that we named him Tank. Ruby. That would have been I'm, so funny because, like, you guys were expecting him to be big and he's just so fucking small, just named Tank. He's little. He's black and he has, like, little white spots on him. And if you look at his stomach from, like, up close, it looks like he has cow skin. That's really funny. Cute. I know. He's a little fella. Him. He has big eyes. Like, he looks like a cow in the face. He really does. That's funny. I know. And he has very long eyelashes. He, he's, a, he's a beautiful boy. He is, and he's so shiny. You want to know why he's shiny? Why? We give him a tablespoon of peanut butter every night before bed. Dude, he's he's got that good protein, dude. Yeah, it makes strong his, boy. He's like his hair really shiny. That's just how he is. He's a spoiled little. He's a spoiled little fella, but I, f I feel like he's not a brat. No, no, he is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. He's entitled. He's a cat dog, you know. Yeah, I think if he was a human, like he would be the most stuck up bitch ever in this entire world the average new yorker dude yeah but i'm glad he's a dog because <laughs> yes i i enjoy his presence as a dog i always i always find it funny when say i enjoy his presence the, the, the phrase presence is always funny <laughs> he is a greater being i enjoy his yeah. presence <laughs> well okay so i just realized we hit one hour <laughs> yes a bit better than the four minute one yeah, so I think I don't. I'm just afraid that if I go over what we are at now, this is just going to be boring and people yeah. aren't going to listen. Right, right. Because we're done with the questions. Now we're just talking about my. <laughs> 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 I 
So I think that this is going to have to be the end of the podcast. It will be posted on Saturday. So by the time everyone is hearing this. Um, and this is, oh, uh, how does it feel to be the first official guest on my podcast? It's pretty epic. It's it's honestly pretty awesome. I've, I've been on a couple podcasts in my time. <laughs> oh no, my internet. What is it? Is it, uh, is it fucking up? went out the last like minute of the podcast <laughs> it was good the whole podcast until now um but yeah you guys need to go check out his youtube channel it's um, again it's lost assets no spaces or anything it's all spelled normal no numbers mm-hmm. um and yeah go go check out lost youtube and also go check him out on instagram um yeah go ahead say hi follow subscribe and also continue to listen to my podcast i need listeners so i can never have to work another day in my life and make my money by laying on the couch recording myself talk (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah because right now i work about six to seven days a week and i'm very tired i feel Um, that i feel that yeah so anyways This is where we have to say goodbye. Thank you guys for listening. And have a great Saturday. See y'all. Bye. Bye.